Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gus Bus with the hot take here. Uh, I'd rather have Robinson be Riggs than Barber. Not really a hot take, by the way. That, that's just <laughs> everyone would love for him to turn into Riggs. Right, that right. would be... That'd be amazing. David saying the O-line and tight ends are going to be real good this year. I agree. I think that uh, the O-line just, they they seem to be gelling. They were doing good even on their fifth center last year, holding the fort. Mm. Uh, I, Sheriff is a loss. I don't want to hear it if you're like, he was a bum, all this other stuff. He He's an all pro. He's, you know, uh, but I will say this it's easier to replace a guard than it is uh, all pro tackle. And so mm-hmm. I think they're going to get quality play from the line this year. Uh, Gus bus. Yeah. McKissick is the key to the offense's success. Um, y- you saw the difference and you know. I'm not going to go all with that. He, I don't think he's the key. I think he can be a, uh, an X factor, but yeah. I don't think he's the key. I wonder, and maybe maybe this here's a question for you to start off our grab bag. Yeah, was JD McKissick more of a factor in last year's offense mm-hmm. because of the limitations of Taylor Heineke? Now that you have a QB like Carson Wentz, who who does throw it about equals what we saw uh, to his running backs mm-hmm. that we did last year, but do you feel like maybe JD McKissick's role in this offense does decrease because the check down's not the first option? No, I don't think so. I think he was able to take advantage of his role last year as the bailout type player the last two years. Cause I mean, he did that for 80 catches the year before. Uh, and then last year he, he was very good until he got hurt. Uh, but I think this year they're going to be able to utilize him rather than just him being a bailout type player. They're going to be able to have plays for him and take advantage of his skills better than they have in the years past. So I think they have a weapon in McKissick. I don't think he's going to be just a guy they're going to dump the ball off to when in trouble. They're going to do that as well, but they're going to run some specific plays to take advantage of his skills. So I am I do like mckissick a lot i think he is like a key to this offense but i don't think he's the key there's too many other important parts to this offense that is key for them to be successful everybody knows carson wentz but of course terry dotson how is logan going to come back and the guys in front of mckissick the robinsons and the antonio gibsons are obviously much more important so I just wanted to say in, in terms of being a key, I think that might be a little uh, a little heavy-handed. All right, here's some grab bag questions for you. First of all, are have you come over to my side yet on the Chase Young needs to be here at OTAs? That he needs to be here? Yeah. 
I think it's a good thing that he's here, but I mean, I like a need is, is it's voluntary, right? I mean, does Terry McLaurin need to be there? Terry McLaurin's different. Terry McLaurin is proven. Okay. He's a four year veteran or is he a three year veteran? He's going on his fourth year. He's a three year veteran with credentials. We talked about that earlier, that he can put (laughs) up on the wall and say, I've done this. I'm a captain. Uh, you know what? I've earned the right to ask for a better contract and not be at OTAs. Chase hasn't earned that yet. Here, and- here's where here's where I think that Chase needs to be here. Okay, I think that he didn't have a great season even before injury last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and him being here is showing fans and the team that he's committed right that he is right you know he wants to come back and he wants to come back strong and he wants to make an impact that's where i think i don't i think need is a strong word but i think that's where he benefits most Mm -hmm. is from you know being there and showing the team like hey i'm trying to come back i'm doing this for Mm -hmm. you guys well, there, and there's no doubt. Gus, Gus Bus here. That is a nice. Uh... Gus Bus says, "Do you need to give your wife a present on Valentine's Day? That's voluntary too, but it's a darn good idea if you do." Yeah, that's fair enough. And, and there is no doubt, and we even said this last year when he wasn't at OTAs. There is no doubt that he is out in Colorado, that he's rehabbing his butt off, that he's staying in shape, that he's doing everything the team wants him to do in terms of getting ready. But it's just the perception. We said it all this time. If you're here, nobody talks about you. If you're not here, then people are going to talk about you. And they're going to say, well, he wasn't at OTA. So we only had one and a half sacks in nine games before he injured himself. Maybe he should have been here. And it's probably not true. But it's just that that, that noise yeah. that you talk about all the time that gets out there and, and interferes with this team's ability to have good chemistry and to go forward towards a winning culture. One of the, one of the things that was talked about at training camp last year was you, you can just tell that chase young had this air of superstardom. Yes. Like already we noticed like it. there's, there, yeah. there was almost, you know, entitlement, you know, that he was just like, you know, and, and they talked about it, right. Him and sweat were like, no, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to, we're going to push for that uh, sack record. Yeah. And I think that last season plus the injury are, are humbling him a little bit. Not that he needed to be humbled, but that he, this guy, he works for it. Okay. You know, I want everybody to understand that. I, I do believe Chase Young works for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think now you're going to see a more business-like approach. Like he's still going to be the young fun guy that he is and, and, and joking mm-hmm. and talking with everything. But I think that he's going to go through things with a lot more, workmanlike presence because he has something to prove to himself. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really need to prove it to anybody else, but I think that you're going to see some of that. So this is year three, Nathan coming up. This yeah. is your, this is starting to get, get into the pivotal uh, time frame where you start looking at your second contract, like Terry's doing mm-hmm. this off season from year three to year four. So this is a huge year for him and his future in the NFL. So he has to do everything that you just said. He's, he's, he's got to take that attitude um, to, to be better prepared um, going into these seasons and not be such a diva like player. 
Nobody questions his heart. Nobody questions his his willingness to work. Nobody questions his love for his teammates, his support for his. Nobody questions that. But you just got to be here. That it's as simple as that. And maybe now he's starting to get that message. What, what do you think about this uh, this comment here? We should stop making young players rookies. Uh, I, think I think captains, captains is what we're right. going for. First Haskins, now young. New rule can't be a team captain until your fourth year in the league. No, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that. If you're a captain, I mean, if you're a stud uh, what leader. About, what about this guy? Yeah, What about, exactly. I got Terry McLaurin's jersey hanging right behind me. What You tell me he can't be captain? He's got less than four years, and I think he's proved every step of the way. I do think that they're, they need to, you know, really earn those captain spots. Right. And yeah. I think that, uh, do. you know, some, well, sometimes they're given, sometimes they're given out because of your position, right. When right. Haskins was the QB, they wanted to put him in a position where he was going to be successful, kind of showed his, his mm-hmm. team members. This is your captain. This is your QB. Yeah. Uh, I think there's other, other things. We're not going to talk, dwell on those, um, you know, for chase young, I think that, you know, you were looking at him as kind of, you know, the, the next uh, Ray Lewis, right? Like he just that hype guy. He's that person who's going to get you going and you, you want people to rally around that. And I think that Chase is very charismatic and people want to be around him. And so that's a natural captain. Um, And so. And same with, same with Terry. Terry's a natural leader. Yeah. He's, he's more of a quiet leader. He's not, I wouldn't say he's necessarily like overly charismatic or outgoing sure. that charismatic is outgoing, but, uh, but no, he's a, he's a quiet leader and he gets it done and, and, you know, love to see that. Yeah. All right. So a couple other things here, the house oversight committee, just, uh, today they gave the commanders, uh, specifically they gave Roger Goodell and Dan Snyder until January 6th to uh, to decide if they were going to come and speak to the committee, the House Oversight Committee. Do I mean, they decided they decided about uh, ten seconds after that was announced, right? What? It, well, that they're that they're not, they're not going? going. They're not going. Oh, I don't think they announced that. No, I, I know they didn't announce it. I didn't say it. I said they yeah, decided. They made the decision. Right. They're they not probably going. made the decision prior to that sentence being read. <laughs> right. Right. They're not going to do it. Like it's no, an invite. It's 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 not. You know, they're not being sequestered. They're not being subpoenaed. forced to get subpoenaed. Right. Um. They're not forced to go out there. So they're not going to. They what? What do they have to gain? Zero by going out there. Yeah. Nothing. Their lawyers no. won't let them. Even if no. they were like, even if Dan Snyder was just like, no, I want to defend my honor, and I'm gonna. The lawyers would not let him. Okay. And Roger Goodell would not let him. And right. Roger is not going to do it. If Roger goes out there, he's going out there to throw Dan Snyder under the bus. <laughs> right. But he's still And not that's gonna not going to happen because his job as the commissioner is to take care of the owners. He's yeah. out of a job if he does that. So it's just not going to happen. Tomorrow, um, Landon Collins' money is off the books. So they will now have $18 million in total cap space. Do you see them doing anything with that money resigning terry yes and and somebody has pointed this out to us that the money does doesn't necessarily contract, you it's go not going to count year. this year because yeah. he's already under contract but mm-hmm. maybe 
maybe that's not how it works. Maybe it gets ripped up and it's the new one starts. Well, this year. if you have some sort deal, of, right? you could, you could, if he, if he extends, you could potentially put some of his signing bonus to this year. So okay. you, there are things that can necessarily count towards this yeah, year. Front load but, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things that you don't want to get wrapped up with is, you know, there's 18 million extra, you know, Terry's going to cost you 24. So you can't afford Terry. They can afford Terry. It's not going to, it's not all the 24 is not all going to go this year. Um, okay. You know, that's where he's going to get, but yeah, some of that comes, some of that stuff can be allocated here, like signing bonuses and that kind of stuff. Do you see them doing something other than Terry? Do you see them signing a guy who gets cut? in camp maybe early in camp sure i mean that of course like is going to happen but no but like specifically like a middle linebacker a veteran yes. linebacker i think that they're going to target a linebacker i think that realistically you cannot go into training camp or the season with Cole Holcomb Davis Mayo as your third yeah you know, right. I, I hear you chat there's a lot of uh force can kind of get in play there uh Kalik Hudson no do you like you're 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 probably wanting some more and even Ron I think has said this they want some more veteran experience they're gonna yeah. they're gonna find a linebacker um I don't necessarily think it's a middle linebacker I think that they're pretty happy with Cole Holcomb and um seem to be you know, so far and so I don't necessarily think that they're they're looking for his backup as much as they're looking for that third linebacker that they can have out in those packages as few as it is. Because I think it, they only ran a three-linebacker package maybe 25% of the time hmm. last season. So Somebody to fit that. But somebody that to role. fit that mold that they know yeah. they're not going to get burnt on. Okay. Um, two other things. Virginia is has delayed their vote on the new stadium bill do you see that as a um as a political stunt or do you see it as virginia is out on a new stadium no i think it's still too early for either i mean even hogan from maryland side was just like we're not going to give them a new stadium dc is of course holding their ground i i i I was talking with somebody today about this it's sad that an nfl team you who should have all of these places fighting over mm-hmm. right they there shouldn't be a discussion of uh of you know pass the potato type thing like this is you know no one wants the team there and this should be a, a slam dunk for the NFL like in this big of a market that you should want you know one of these counties or one of these states or one of these governments to be like no we're going to figure out a way to get them here and that's not the case. And that's, that's well, really sad and unfortunate for, for this once, you know, illustrious franchise. But yeah. I mean, when you're talking three decades worth of losing two decades of that under somebody who's got a re- re- report or no report that's not being released on toxic environment, like you just, you We'll see, but I think it's too early to go go out, you know, to uh, to say that any of these places are not going to happen. I think that, uh, you know, one thing that could potentially bring back some excitement is if they do have a good year. If they have a, mm-hmm. a you know, if they win one playoff game mm-hmm. and people are starting to kind of go to the games, I think you can start seeing it, you know, go around. Now, I will say this, 
that guy is a Yahoo, whatever. I forget his name. The one who was just like, you know, they're not the Redskins, never were, and all this other stuff. Like, chap. Um, yeah, whatever. I don't chap care Peterson. what his name is. That's yeah. his name, chap. Like, Peterson. come on, man. Come on. I know. Like, that, the, that's just he went, political the, posturing. To yeah. Me. The most bonehead thing he said was he doesn't think they can be profitable. It's the NFL. I know, right? I don't care who the Jacksonville Jaguars and Detroit Lions still make money. Maybe not necessarily for the county, and maybe that's what he meant. But they're the, they make money. Yeah, Chat Peterson, thanks for a shout out there, guys, uh, for uh, for the name uh, correction. But yeah, come on, like they yeah. can't make money. Washington is still listed, and this isn't just fudging the numbers. They're still one of like the top twenty like profitable franchises. Yeah, in the world. In the world, like, right, right, right. In the world, not in the NFL. So, in the world, in the world. That's right. So, yeah, have they have they gone downhill? Absolutely. As as that, a lot of that to be blamed by Dan Snyder? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some of his decisions over the years, but come on, they can't yeah. make money. They they can make. Money. Of course. Well, and and that's what you do. That's what happens when you have more options. Whereas you have a team like in Buffalo. You don't have any options, so there's so it's easy, easier to make a deal for a new stadium because there aren't other cities close by who are fighting for you or or making deals behind the scenes for a new stadium. And here you have options, and everybody can say we don't want you. That's just their way of trying to drive down the price. Yeah, it's it's as right now. That. There's a lot of bargaining going on. Yeah. And I think that we're still probably a season away from hearing where this yeah. is going to be. Now, that what? shouldn't worry people too much. Uh, Buffalo just completed a stadium deal that's going to be ready in uh, 26, 2026. Mm-hmm. FedEx is up in 2027. Yeah. So they still can go this next year and and get there. Armand has the question I'm glad is being asked right now. 55,000 seats. They're trying to sell you tickets like the diamond trade, kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of squeezing it by not necessarily having the 100,000 or even the FedEx when it opened was one of the largest stadiums. I personally love it. Mm-hmm. 55,000 is great. If you actually look at some of the, too. if you look at some of the newer stadiums, even uh, Allegiant Field out in Las Vegas, which I do believe is going to be hosting a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, 60,000, 65,000. Yeah, it's great. So, I mean, these even Buffalo Stadium, I think, is only going to be sixty thousand. They, I think, they the NFL realized, you know, you can't you can't actually fill a hundred thousand seats, no matter how like popular. I think they still can team. in Dallas. They they can because they have, uh, they have such a wide fan base, and especially like in Mexico and all of that. So, I think they still can in Dallas. Yeah, but that's probably the only place. Yeah, I think fifty five is perfect. Yes, it's going to cause probably some some seats to to kind of get to those prices that we were yeah, seeing sure. last year when uh, the team was uh, starting to do well, and you know seats were going for like a thousand dollars a pop. Uh, if the team's doing well, I don't think anyone's really going to care, right? Like you know, maybe they if they get the whole deal they want to, there's probably going to be things to do around the stadium, that amphitheater you can watch with the fans there. Um, so I think more, that will be more than anything. That's what they need. They need a city 
whatever around the stadium. They need places for people to go and to enjoy and, you know, the bars and the restaurants and the shopping and the concerts or whatever. They just need an entertainment area, which they're that's going the to big do. sell, right? That's what the sure. big sell is for these, uh, for these counties and these governments Absolutely. is that all that, tax like, Hey, money. it's not just going to be the stadium that's used eight to 10 times a year. It's going to be something that we can actually use year round. Um, Meta says 62 K for Buffalo and believes that 60 K is the Super Bowl minimum. Well, if that's true, either they'll change the minimum or they will make a 60,000-seat stadium because there's no way that they're going to make a stadium with no chance of getting a Super Bowl. That's just not going to happen. All right, so last thing I have on my list here. Um, A longtime player and uh, uh, senior pro scout, Donnie Warren, uh, retired, I believe, effective maybe today. Uh, Don Warren played for the three Super Bowl teams, played on all three of them. He was a draft pick for the Redskins. Uh, he played like 13 seasons, maybe. I'm looking at some of these uh, numbers down, down there. He was on the uh, the 70 anniversary team. He was one of the 70 greatest Redskins in history. Uh, he was a scout for Ron down in Carolina. He's been with Ron as long as Ron's been a head coach. He's been one of his main scouts and he retired today. So I just want to kind of mention that because he's a Redskins legend and he's not a guy who demands attention. He just goes out there and does his job and, and does it very well. And I just want to kind of give a salute to Donnie Warren, old number 85 from the uh, old Redskins Super Bowl days. I think he was 85. I totally I hope you didn't watch that. Oh man, I hope you didn't. I didn't look it up, but I just always remember that Donnie Warren was number eight. I'm going to look it up right now and look Uh, it up as well. Did he play for all four? The one, the loss against the Raiders. I think he might have. Ooh, well, I think he played for from '79 to '92. Then yes, he would have been there for the 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 loss as well. Uh, I want to want to talk about a few things here. Uh, Back to the stadium. Yeah, uh, Gus with no jurisdiction would put money towards a 55k dome because it would be solely a football stadium, no other major sports events. You can't play big soccer games there because of field turf in a dome. The field turf one is is an interesting thing to bring up. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of stadiums are trying to go to this ability to bring in grass, even if you're a dome. Uh, there's a lot of talk, even with the players, that the field turf is not good uh, for their legs. You saw some some injuries even the college uh, game where they got injured as far as not being able to play a big soccer game because it's 55,000 I just want to bring up Stamford Bridge which is Chelsea one of the more more popular teams capacity of 40,000 so I don't think that's the case Uh, I do want to look into what the Super Bowl minimum is I'll have to look that up eventually um so I think 55 would be great if that needs to be 60 to get a, uh, a Super Bowl. Then like Stoner said, they'll they'll move it to 60 or the line will go down to 55. But I think that I think that a dome is actually probably more beneficial because you're going to be able to have concerts. You're going to be able to do some stuff mm-hmm. year round. I think there's some excitement there. Uh, just Tyrone, by- thanks for the uh, for the. Uh, uh, donation here, Carson Strong to Carson Wentz for Cole Turner. 
Carson Strong to Carson Wentz. Yep. So so Cole Turner is going oh, from Turner, Carson yeah. Strong to Carson Wentz. So yeah. he's traded out Carson's, uh, but he's looking like he. I'm I'm excited. I didn't like. I knew you know you you hear the the size, but seeing him in person, I'm pretty excited to see what uh, Cole Turner is going to to bring to the table because that is a big big man. <laughs> um, a simple Google search. The first thing that comes up and says 70,000. It, okay. Um, yeah. It's a site, uh, en.as.com. I don't know what it is, but that's what they say. So who knows? I mean, they, they might be right. But uh, yeah, shout out one time, Tyrone. Appreciate you very much for that donation. Gus called me out. Chelsea, that Stanford Bridge is a club stadium, not a national stadium. Wembley uh, is a 90,000 90, uh, capacity. So little little you know fair enough i'll concede that point um yeah it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes we'll see we'll keep you you know our thoughts on where the stadium's supposed to go i will say this i've tweeted it out it needs to be near a metro needs to be a near a metro that is that is a necessity so build a metro to it wherever it is. Okay. What's your I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't build a metro. Yeah. I'm saying it needs a metro stoner. I, I used to live literally a mile from FedEx Field. Okay. When I I lived there, there was no metro. Whatever that stadium, whatever that stop is now, is it state? I don't even know what the name of the stop is. Addison Road, maybe. But anyway, there was no metro. There was no townhouses that were down there. There was nothing but a couple of neighborhoods and they built it after they built FedEx. And now there is, uh, now there is a Metro stop there. And of course that has to be planned way in advance. It's not like they built the stadium and somebody said, Oh, Hey, let's go put in a, a Metro stop over there. Obviously that was all planned, but it doesn't have to necessarily be in a spot where there's already a Metro. What's your prediction for where it's going to be eventually? I think it stays there at Landover. I do too. I do too. I agree it's, with you. I, I think I they're going to build it like next to it or whatever. They're going to create some land or whatever, and they're going to build it while they continue to play at old FedEx. They're going to build a new, whatever it's going to be, um, cryptocurrency, whatever <laughs> stadium in uh, 2027. Yeah. It's it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, Meta Tampa did just have one capacity of sixty five. I mentioned Allegiant Field only I think sixty thousand. They're going to be hosting one. Uh, NFL loves to go to their new stadiums, uh, so I think that like what Stoner said, they'll make it happen. Uh, and I do think they'll make it happen in Landover. Is my my prediction? Yeah, man. It, they they own they own the area already, so I think there's less of a cost. And it looks like they're not going to get a bidding war going on. So it just makes a, a lot of sense. We'll see, though. We'll keep you in the know. Thanks for watching us here on Ref the District. We stream live every Wednesday from 730 to whenever we finish. Like today was a long day on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and then we post it to wherever you can find your audio plat platforms. Give us a like on this video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And until next time. What's that? Be a fan. Be a fan. We love Washington, uh-huh, and we saw them die hard fans, yeah, we are. you know we keep it on 10, one, two, about the one, two, three, let's go, and they gifted, we are ref the district, oh,
Come on now and join us.